morning, good morning. I want you to make sure you're here starting next week, three-part series right before the holiday on the ghosts of Christmas past. Don't be an Ebenezer Scrooge and not show up or we'll come and visit you at 1, 2, and 3 in the morning. <laughs> uh, you should have gotten, uh, with your connection card today, you should have got an uh, invitation card Christmas Eve. Um, you know, so everybody should have got one. If you didn't, there's more out there at the guest kiosk. And you can get more. So if you have, hey, I've got some friends and family or coworkers I'm going to invite. Please, that's what these are for. So take what you need. Don't take them if you don't need them. Uh, but obviously, uh, it's an hour service. It's going to be a great uh, service. Uh, there's a, a funny skit, and we always do that. And um, we changed the skit this year, so you want to kind of come and see what that's going to be like. And, um, but there's communion, and there's candlelit, and like, like Ron said, carols and all of that. So it's, it's just a great service, one of my most favorite. And there's also going to be some great cookies. Uh, so just so that you know, not that you would come just for the cookies, but they're here. Anyway, you want to come for that next series starting next week, Ghost of Christmas Past. I want to uh, talk this morning about, now I, you're going to go, oh, I get the title, Thanks and Giving. Thanks and Giving. And we talk about Thanksgiving, but I'm going to separate them just a little bit so that we can kind of cover some of this stuff today and understand a little bit. What we're doing is we're trying to peel back some things maybe that will help you enjoy your life more. You know, if you're a guest today, take that connection card to the guest kiosk. You're going to get a t-shirt. It says, live life on purpose. That's, you know, that's part of our goal is for you to live your life with what God has called you to do so that you're happy in what you do. And that you're doing it to the best of your ability. So if you have your Bible, we're going to look at thanks and giving today. Look at Psalm 6930. So Psalm's kind of in the middle of your Bible, if you're looking that way. And this is what it says. Then I will praise God's name with singing. I will honor him with thanksgiving. We're going to stay in this book for just a couple more scriptures, and then we'll go on. Uh, let's look at Psalm 26, 7. So you're going to go back a few. Psalm 26, 7. It says, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. Psalm 107, 22. So now we're going forward. You can see them on the screen if you're like, I can't turn that fast. I get it. Let me or let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. And our last one, Psalm 100, verse 4. And this one says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him, and praise his name. It's something at this time of year, Thanksgiving. Most of us, we relate it with turkey and stuffing. And all of the goodies that go Thanksgiving. And there's nothing wrong with that because who doesn't like a great meal? We, we love all of that. But there's, I mean, past the eating and past all of that, but just about the act of being thankful. We all need specific times to be thankful. That's what Thanksgiving is about. Just being thankful. I mean, you know, you go back to the pilgrims and all of that. And thankful we live in America. Thankful, you know, you have a great church. Thankful, you know, for whatever. So we'll, we'll cover some of that here in just a second. But if we keep our minds and our hearts in a thankful place, blessing begins to happen. We start being thankful for the things that are happening. And really, we're going to talk about all of that in how we perceive what it is 
that we walk and live through. Some people do it. It seems like they, they ne- you ever have people that seems like they never have an issue? I guarantee you, everybody in the sound of my voice, and hi to those that are watching online, uh, they, there's issues out there. Some people just handle them different. So we need, we need to understand, right or wrong, you know, some are made different. Guys are made different than girls, if you haven't figured that out. We handle things totally different than sometimes girls handle it, and sometimes they handle it better, sometimes we do. It, it just it depends, or you could just have that personality type that's, you know, you, you are good at this. Some people are great at organization and, and separating this. Other people are like, I can't even, uh-uh, it just all blends together. Again, what are we thankful for? So we've looked at some scripture, but Thanksgiving is just being thankful it leads to giving and more blessing, and it's a cycle that continues. And I'll share with you how that happens. We've all heard this before. What goes around comes around. You ever heard that? What goes around comes around. I mean, if you watch The Karate Kid, the first original one, you know, with Ralph Macchio, he comes out of the bathroom with the shower costume on. He's got the, the whatever that is, the shower head. He gives it to the girl, and she trips the guys with the skeleton bones. And he says, it's coming around. Those of you that haven't seen that, you totally missed what I was just saying. But the world calls what goes around comes around karma. God has a better definition. God calls it sowing and reaping. God talks about what we are sowing, that's what we'll reap. Seed time and harvest. And so we, if we're understanding, just because I'm not going to, I don't believe that. How many understand that whether you believe it or not doesn't stop truth from happening? The word is truth. And if you want to even go, well, that's not the fact. Here's the fact. The word is truth. So if God says it and he says this is what's happening as long as the earth remains. So let's look at this. What are we talking about when we talk about thanks and giving? We're going to talk about being thankful. Let me ask you, what are you thankful for this morning? What are you thankful for today? What do you have in your own life that you could say, you know what, I'm thankful for that. I want to say this, and I want you to hear what I'm saying. You are responsible for you. You cannot be responsible for someone else. Now, I know if you're a parent, there is authority, and I get it. But bottom line is, you are responsible for you. You have to be thankful. What are you thankful for? We did 180 Thursday night, and Scott did an exercise, and students came up here one at a time, and and he was trying to tell them, he said, oh, tell us, you know, they had to pick an item and they couldn't even see it till they had to pick it. They had 30 seconds of an item they had never found before. Why is this valuable and why do we need it? And what's funny is to hear what some of them say. Well, we need this. And, and some of their, I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know I needed that, but that's, that's good. But they'll say whatever. And then at the end, he had a student come up and he goes, why? And he was talking about his faith. Why would... I want to be like you. What are you thankful for? What would, what would reflect, man, I'm just thankful. Do you know if you're thankful, it teaches you to grow. We live in a, a society that is full of entitlement. I, you need to, I, you, I deserve this. You owe me. But yet, that's really not how it is. If you want to have a great day, we're going to add what thankfulness is made of. I'm going to give you a recipe, so to speak. These ingredients are in there. 
You know, I, I, I'm constantly thankful for my wife, the, the woman I do life with. I'm very thankful for her. I, <clears throat> I told her just the other day, and I, I say this often, and I don't just make it up, and I'll tell her, I'm not making that up. And she goes, I know it. You know, but I'm, I'm thankful for how she makes our house look, how she makes our house feel, that I come home and if, you know, sometimes things aren't right in the world. How many know that? You've had a tough day or, you know, in my line of what God has called me to do, sometimes I've come from the hospital and I'm trying to shake off. I want to see this person. I'm believing them to get healed and well. And I have to come and say, okay, God, I need this. I want them to be successful. I want them to have what you have for them. Do you want to get to heaven and, and go somewhere in heaven and God's giving you a tour and, and you look in, there's a room full of all kinds of great stuff and you go, hey, what's that room? Well, that's the stuff I had for you, but you didn't want to receive it. We heard that yesterday at, at Faith Life in New Albany, Pastor Gary's church. Took six guys, we went down there and had breakfast and just had some great fellowship. Is that what you want? No, I want to be thankful. Do you know you need to be thankful where you are? We have people that are like, I'll be thankful I win a million dollars, then I'll be thankful. What are you going to do with the 10 you have? If you're faithful in the little, would you be thankful for what you have? So we're going to look at that. What is the mix that goes into thankfulness? Here's, here's one of these. Second thought this morning would be be grateful. Uh, you know, Just to go back with Kim, I just tell her, I'm just so thankful how you make this house, how it feels. And how you know, people come in and they'll go, hey, did you hire a decorator? I didn't hire her, but man, she just has that in her. She'll just go, this goes here, this goes there. She has ways that she does that. She knows what colors work. I don't know. I literally don't know. When we got married, we had a 12 by 60 trailer, and I lived there before she did. So when she came in, pictures, I guess, were hung at the wrong eye level, and they were just like stupid pictures. And I had stuffed raccoon, a stuffed skunk. My guns are probably sitting over in the corner. <laughs> Me, Tarzan, she, Jane. You know, it's just kind of one of those. And she, you know, so she came in, she turned all of that around and said, let me do this. Just trust me. And so I'm very thankful for that. Because that, the house just, the way she makes that, she sets that. I told our dream team today, do you realize you're setting the temperature of how the atmosphere is at church today? I mean, if you're excited and you're greeting people genuinely, you set that. You set the tone. So how about gratefulness, being grateful? So that's number two. How about an attitude of gratitude? Be grateful. Things that you're grateful for. You're grateful that you don't have to walk everywhere you go. Did you hear that? The boy went to his father and said, Dad, I'm tired of walking everywhere I go. I want to drive. His dad said, son, I, that's a big responsibility. I don't know. He said, listen, dad, just trust me. He said, oh, listen, I'm going to have you do three things. He said, what's that? He said, you're going to get a haircut. Now, the dad was just old school, so the boy had long hair. He said, you're going to get your hair cut? He said, you're going to do a devotion every day. He said, all right. He said, you're going to get straight A's on your report card. you got to get straight A's. He said, do you hear me? He said, yeah, dad. He said, six weeks. You show me that, we'll talk about driving. Six weeks go by, the kid says, dad. Dad, check it out, man. Report card straight A's. Dad said, that's awesome, son. Really proud of you. And he said, and dad, here's my devotion log. Every day I did a devotion. And I was thankful. He said, that's wonderful. He said, son, I see you didn't get your hair cut. 
He said, Dad, I know. I know what you're thinking. He said, but you know, when I was studying the Bible, Jesus had long hair. And his, his dad said, yeah, and he walked everywhere he went. What are you thankful for? So what, I mean, you know, is there a thing, are you thankful? If you're a guy, you're thankful for the smell of bacon. You're just thankful that, I'm just thankful for bacon. You know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, or, or a girl, I'm thankful for this, or I'm thankful for Starbucks, or whatever. So, I mean, there are some things that you can be thankful. It doesn't have to be material things, things that you're grateful for. How about people that made a difference in your life? And your attitude does determine your altitude, how you, how you attack the day, how you feel. You know, you're responsible. If, if you let something get you down all day, it's your own fault. You can't do that. Because you will, you will direct, if you know, you've heard this, if you don't plan your day, your day will plan you. So you have to choose. That's why the Bible says there's life. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose life. You can't be a, a smart cookie if you've got a crummy attitude. Listen to this. If you're taking notes, you want to write this one down. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for, and whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. So whatever you recognize as something that you're grateful or thankful for, that increases in your life. You know why? Because you give it value. You're like, this, this means something to me. And, and I get it. There are people that are like, what means something to you might not mean anything to me. Okay. It doesn't change the fact that in my life, this is valuable. I'm thankful for this. I'm grateful for it. If you have, if it's 100 degrees out, are you grateful for air conditioning? Sure. Here's our third thing. Would be aware, just recognizing stuff to be thankful for. To be grateful. It's so important. The law of recognition teaches us that whatever we need, how many times, it's already in your life. We, we don't look at things because we, sometimes we're, we're just, it's not handed to us. But if we are thankful for it and we could recognize. You know, the, so many times as, as Kim and I are pastoring this church, we'll be saying, this is what we need. And the Lord will say, it's there. Remember the story of the rooms. God's already provided for it. So now I have to, okay, show me where that person is. Let them, because they have authority in their own life, to choose, God, I, I, you need to use me in this area. It's, it's already with you. You have to recognize it. Identify it. There's a guy that he, he dreamed of, of having a pond, and, and he could see the pond with the gazebo sitting right on a hill that overlooked the pond, overlooked the woods. That's so beautiful. And he, he's like, ah, oh, but you know what? I got the pond. I'm going to put the pond here, but I don't have a hill. And he was a little bummed about that, but he still at least was going to get the pond. So as he dug the pond out and they piled the dirt on the side, guess what he realized? There's my hill. You see what you need? You have. But we don't recognize it. We don't see it. It could be right in front of you and you don't even see it. There may be something that you're using now that God said you could use this a different way and you don't see it. Remember that. Whatever you recognize and become thankful for, that increases in your life. An attitude of gratitude is the pivotal place where recognition and, and more of what you're believing for increase. 
People that aren't thankful don't see a continual flow of blessing. They just see it spotted. It's just kind of like, I, I'll tell you what I'm tired of in my own life. I don't want to live that way anymore, and we don't. And, but there was a time that we just lived by flare prayers. You know what a flare prayer is? You just shoot that prayer up because that's the only thing you got, and you only shoot it up when you're in trouble. And the flare prayer is like... But yet if we would be thankful and understand that, like Jesus demonstrated when he raised Lazarus, Father, you hear me. You always hear me. I'm here to tell you this morning, you don't have to beg. You don't have to cry loud. You don't have to go on and on. And the more that you get an Academy Award for your acting, then God might hear you. He's in covenant with you. And so if you believe what he says and you are thankful with gratitude and knowing his promises are yes and amen, I can tap into that and I don't have to worry. I can pray and believe. If you traveled around the world and we dropped you into another country, some of the first words you probably need to learn are thank you. Thank you. Because that word right there, those two words, just thank you, it, it opens doors, it, it breaks down walls, it, it shows gratitude. It's, it, you're not taking that for granted. People remember who they are thankful for, and the people that they're thankful for remember them. I managed a fitness center for years, and I'm just, listen to what I'm saying. This is going to sound kind of silly, but it's, it's really truth. And, and they had 21 spas, 21 of them. And I took this spa, and it was 20 and 21 on the list constantly. And I, I've never managed a fitness center before at that time. I didn't know what to do. But here's what I did know. I did know that God wanted to use gifts and talents. And I didn't recognize everything that was going on except that people need to be valued. Are you with me? You liked being valued. So this is what I did when people came in. This is what I trained my staff. There was guys' days and girls' days. I wasn't there on the girls' days very much. Very rarely. I was there in the morning to do paperwork, and I was gone before the day even got started. But I was there all day during the guys' days. And this is what I trained them to do. When they come in, learn their name. Now, I, I'm trying to get everybody's name, but as this church is growing, and it's growing, and I, I will probably not get everybody's name, but God's going to help me, and I'll be thankful for it. But, I mean, they'd come in, and, but here's the job. I didn't have to learn everybody's name because I had people that would knew, knew their name. So they'd walk in, and, hey, Bob, so good to see you. And Bob would be like, yeah, great. And before Bob would like, hey, Bob, we'll look forward to seeing you Thursday, man. Great job today. Or, you know, I'll be, take care of the wife and kids or whatever. But Bob felt valued. This is really, it's almost like Cheers where everybody knows your name. Making the way in the world today takes everything you got. And you were like, I'm thankful you stopped singing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> be thankful. Be grateful. God, you're so good. And start valuing. You know the true riches of heaven aren't money. They're people. That's what God, he sent his son so that because he valued you and he valued me. So that the world would have a place. Rudyard Kipling was a famous author. You've probably heard of him. He was criticized for being uh, just uh, a person that wrote for money. That he was just recognized for writing for the money. 
He was just in it for the money. You've probably heard people that say that. But have you ever had a doctor and had people say, oh, he's just in it for the money? Think about all of the college they had to go through just for the money. There's a lot easier things you can do and probably make as much. You might not agree with me, but I'm just saying. People say, well, pastor only works one day a week. He's in it for the money. Really? Moving on. But Rudyard Kipling, big author, they said he was just in for the money. They, they figured out, they wrote an article about him and said he was worth $100 a word. So they, they published this article. This is a true story. Some guy comes up to him and says to him, a reporter after reading the article says, Hey, I hear you are valued at $100 a word. He rips out $100 and says, Here. You know, it's kind of like a test. <laughs> so this is what Rudyard Kipling did. He took the $100, put it in his pocket, took out a piece of paper and went, Thank you. And just wrote it to him. And that sounds kind of like, Oh, that's silly. But, but you know, this is, people are going to have their own opinion of anything. But you're going to have to walk through some stuff, and you're going to need to, you might not understand what they're thankful for, they might not but you need to be grateful. Not at tragedy. How many knows God doesn't do that? God doesn't put death and disease and sickness on you. That's not in the word. The enemy does that. So we have to look at things. Our attitude is going to have to determine what we and how we and who we, how we respond, who we are going to be. The attitude of gratitude has two perspectives. Is that an outward expression? Everybody sees that. If you're happy, people see that. If you're appreciative, they see that. If you're not, they see that. An inward thanksgiving. What you know inside if you're truly blessed. It takes, you know, it takes energy to be grateful. You're going to spend some energy if you're going to be grateful. People are going to be nice to you. You're going to be nice to them. Have you ever just not wanted to go anywhere and you prayed this? Oh, God, help me not see anybody I know. Come on. It's not that you don't like them. You just want to be left alone. Anybody like alone time? You know, sometimes you're just like, I, I love people, but I just, I mean, even Jesus is like, I'm going to be alone. And you want to say those disciples, boy, those disciples, Jesus, can I come? Can I? It's probably like that little dog in the cartoon. George is my friend. I'm going to catch a fox. I think sometimes he's like, no, 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 Peter, 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 please stay over there. Sometimes you just need that. But yet, we, it's going to expend energy. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be grateful for people, the people that God put in my life. We need to appreciate what we have instead of dwelling on what we don't. So let's dwell on what we do have. If you have a car, be thankful for it. Yeah, but my car's got a scratch. You know, some, sometimes, have you ever met anybody who's really meticulous? They keep everything just like so perfect. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that because that's their personality and they like that. But if there's anything that's out of place, it will drive them nuts. And all they can see is the imperfection. Where if we were walking up and you weren't that way, you would be like, that is a sweet ride. It's got a scratch on the bumper. It still works, right? That's like, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. Get your focus on what you have. Be thankful and grateful for what you have. I know people that have cars, you can't tell where one dent starts and the other one stops. True. If you are thankful and a grateful person, you're going to have more peace. You're going to have more joy. If you start on a good note, your outlook is better. And that makes all the difference. If you start out on a bad note, change it. If you didn't get all your sleep, 
something, you know, you couldn't sleep that night or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on. Life sometimes is not so fun, and, and you're trying to work your way through that. But is God not big enough if you need more sleep that he can help catch you up in one night? He sure can. There's stuff that you, you know, sometimes we just have to use wisdom. My life is, my life, my wife is a Starbucks fan. She likes Starbucks. I'm okay with Starbucks, I guess. I just, I, to me, it's just pricey coffee. But I mean, I've had some stuff there. I'm like, oh, that's good. But to me, it also, it should be good. It was $5. So I'm like, yeah. But I found this out. It's always usually strong. And, And my girls like Starbucks, and now they like strong coffee. If I make coffee the way I used to, it's not strong enough. She's like, did you make coffee the same today? Yeah, you sure? Because it's not strong enough. And I found out that if I drink coffee at least, and I don't know if I should claim this, so I'll break it, okay, at 6 or 7 o'clock at night, she says that I, I play leapfrog. And my, my legs are just like, mm, 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 like when I'm asleep. I don't know. And she's like, did you have caffeine today? Why? It's not during the day, but it's like later at night. So I have to t- you know, take my own responsibility and go, okay, maybe I should have decaf if I'm drinking at 6 or 7. How many of those there's people that you know that you're thankful? It's a joy to be around. Man, when you're going and they come into the party, they come at this holiday time, and you're like, yes, so-and-so's here. How many of those people that when, as soon as they leave, you're like, yes, so-and-so left? There's people that are just crabby, and they're negative, and you love them, but it's hard because it sucks all the effort out of you to stay thankful and grateful. Who wants to be around that? People, there are people that look at things as half empty and half full. Thankful people, grateful people look at things as a stepping stone, not a stumbling block. Garth Brooks sings a song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Are you glad that God didn't answer every one of your prayers? If you don't think so, go to a class reunion. All the people you used to have a crush on or used to have a crush on you, be thankful you ain't with them no more. let's not really go into that any deeper but modeling thankfulness and gratitude it'll shift our thinking it'll get us to understand there's better things to be thankful that isn't so bad i'm not going to look at the bad i'm going to look at the good we don't take people for granted we god we thank you for good we don't assume how about times when you're on your way, especially this time of year? I went to Myers the other day. <laughs> I was looking for Jack Hanna because it was a zoo in there. I mean, there were people everywhere. I saw Rick. I saw Rick. Man, that was crazy. There were just people like, and you're like, excuse me, I'll let, I'll go ahead. They're just, I mean, everybody's getting their turkeys. They're getting ready, and I get it, and it's, you know, happy holidays, huh? But it's nuts, and I understand, but you know, sometimes you're like, you ever on your way somewhere and every time you go to a light, it turns red and you're in a hurry and the light seems like it's just going to take longer this time or you get behind somebody that's like, oh, look. They're kind of like the sloth on the one cartoon. 
How about the times, and I think about it, we've all had those times, or in Marion, you get caught by a train, go figure. The times when you make every light, it's green. It's just like you hit it perfect. And you're like, sweet. Be thankful. If you can't get somewhere in time and you've done everything you're supposed to do, maybe you don't need to be there right then. Maybe God's protecting you for something. There's times we've, we've taken another route somewhere, and I didn't know why. I just felt like, and then found out there was a big accident there, which I would have been right in it. But he redirected me. Be grateful about the leading and the guiding of the Lord. Frustration comes from unmet expectations. And this is what we do. We put our expectations in temporal things. We put our expectations in people. People are good. But people are people. If everybody put all their expectations in you, you will probably let them down at one time or another. I know I've let people down. I haven't done it on purpose. Sometimes maybe I did it on purpose. You ever feel that way? Well, I'll take that. But what if we put our expectations in the word of God? According to the Bible, it says his word never comes back void. In other words, it is what it is sent out to do, it does. And if my belief is based on that, then I know the end result. If I believe I get it, in other words, I receive when I prayed, not when it shows up, then it's coming. I want to put something, my expectation on something that never changes. Hebrews says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means if he did it before, help me somebody, he'll do it again. If he healed somebody back then, he'll heal them today. If he'll take care of you back then, he'll take care of you today. Nothing is too big for our God. Gratitude sees good whatever comes your way. John F. Kennedy said, as we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. So obvious times of gratitude when you get a gift, maybe when your kids behave, maybe somebody does a good job on your staff or in your house or your friends or whatever. Because when you show gratitude, it promotes that. That same good behavior, it it promotes it to your children. One time, I, Kim and I were, I don't know, it might have been around holidays times, because sometimes, you know, she's, she's just extremely good at shopping. Ladies, you would know that. Maybe there's guys that are really good at shopping. I'm, maybe, never mind. But I'm on my way, I'm on my way home, and I'm hungry, and she's somewhere, and I'm somewhere, and, and so we're getting sandwiches, we're in different places, so I decided, and I don't do this very much, but I thought, man, you ever have one of those things, you just, it sounds good. I decided to go through McDonald's and get a quarter pounder with cheese. Now I know it's getting close to lunch, but I don't have those that much, but I like those. And uh, so I went through, it was at the Delaware McDonald's, and, uh, and I get this quarter pounder with cheese, and so I'm heading down the road. And one of the nice things in life, isn't it cool to just be driving and eating those fries, and they're hot, and and you're like, oh, this is so good. And you almost wish I should have biggie-sized that. Could you dip the bag in chocolate? That would be great. So anyway, going down the road. And I mean, my sandwich was amazing. It looked like the picture. How many times has that happened? I mean, and it was just hot. And it was soft. And it was gooey and yummy. And so I ate that and all that. And that was wonderful. And I, this is what I did. Now, I, I want you to hear what I'm saying. So I got to the next destination. The nation on the receipt is a number 
So I called McDonald's. And the lady answered, and I said, yes, I, hey, can I talk to the manager? And I could hear her saying, she goes, it's some guy, and he wants to talk to the manager. So the manager, the guy comes on, he goes, you know, I'm, I'll make up a name. You know, this is, this is Peter Wagner. How can I help you? And I said, hey, listen, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I came through your drive-thru just several minutes ago. I said, I got a quarter pounder with cheese. You know, got the meal. I said, the fries were hot, great. The quarter pounder was the best one I'd ever had. I was treated nice. Your staff was great. I was served quickly, and they told me to have a nice guy. I said, it was a great experience, my best experience I've had at McDonald's since I don't know when. And it's speechless. And I said, are you still there? And the guy goes, uh, yeah, you know, we don't get many calls like this. <laughs> and I said, would you tell your staff, the people that did that, they are doing a great job. I, that's all I wanted. And the guy said, I sure will. Sir, you have a great day. I'm trying to tell you something. That took effort, but not enough. Yeah, it wasn't hard. Wouldn't it be great if you're on the other end of that saying, man, I did a good job. Oh, that's, thank you. That brings value to somebody when they do something good. Look for reasons to be grateful and your outlook will change. Look for thankfulness and gratefulness. When something is good, be thankful, be grateful. Because when you do that, you'll have more happiness, more blessings, more uh, contentment, more peace, more fulfillment. Thankfulness is the link. That and gratefulness. You recognize, again, what you're thankful for, it gets larger in your life. It increases. So we've talked about thanks and thankfulness. Now we're going to talk about giving. Thanks and giving. So blessings are more than just being thankful and grateful. It is genera generated by giving, thanks and giving. So when we recognize our blessings, we become thankful for them. So we're, we know, hey, that's, that's a blessing. That didn't have to happen. Thank you, God, for that. That's, that's amazing. So our last thought is we're talking about giving this morning. I want to talk about being generous. Now, when I say that, automatically our mind goes right to our wallet. I understand finance. I get it. And it is okay, you should be generous with your finance, but that's not the main reason. I'm, I'm not talking just about your wallet. I am talking about you. Are you thankful for the people that pour into your life, that help you, that mentor you, that, that add to your life, that make it better, that didn't cost you anything because they are putting forth effort in your life? Giving is the natural outpouring to thankfulness, to appreciation. To gratitude that's that's the action when you are appreciative you give you send flowers maybe give a gift a phone call a card it's that's how that works i mean there's times in your life you might be like brett you don't even understand the stuff i've went through i understand that we have four children and i won't go into all the detail but our first child we've had five children actually our first was a stillborn and that was before mallory the girl that led worship and, and Josh passed away November 26th. So it was around this time of year. It was a tough year for us, for PK and me. It was, I mean, so we went to each place trying to hold our own and trying to do our best to stay, you know, up and, and all that. And so we look at each other. And that's why it's important, you know, just to be able to have people, whether it's a, a spouse and you might be saying, I'm, you don't know what I'm going through, or I'm single or whatever. Then you have Jesus and you have church family. Okay. Or a good friend, you know, whatever. But anyway, we're just saying, okay, we're going to be in here for a couple hours. 
I got your back, you got my back, and we would just work together and we'd do that. Well, during that time, it was really hard. We went to my mom and dad's for Christmas Eve, that, and that's what we did. That's before they went to Florida. And uh, Katie and, uh, and Amy and Matt were, were little, and, and literally, we would try to get out into the store to buy something, and my mind just wasn't in that, you know, ho, 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 happy holidays mood. Not that I was, you know, but it was just a tough time. You can understand. And so, you know, we had come through all of that. And, <clears throat> you know, one of the hardest things was, uh, you know, buying the things that you need to do for a funeral of that and all that. So that, that's n- neither here nor there in a sense. But so coming in that, we decided, so Kim and I said, we didn't get out to do a lot. So let's do something else. Now think about what I'm about to say. I said, let's, I'm so thankful for my family because during that time, all of my family, even my nieces and nephew, they, they really didn't know what was going on. They knew what happened. They, you know, they're kids, so they, they don't know how to help other than they just love you. Isn't that wonderful? Because they're not trying to say, I understand everything, but Uncle Brad, I just love you. And so that was, that was good enough. So we decided to do a memory. So now think about appreciation. The action of that is giving. So what Kim and I did is we rented a horse-drawn carriage with Christmas lights. My mom and dad lived on, at that time, it was a dead-end street. So we, that was our present to everyone. I didn't have to go shopping. It was kind of one-stop shopping. So that's what we did. And I still remember Matt. I don't know how old he was, but I remember his face pressed up against the glass door of my mom and dad's. Uh, that We had the front door open, and we said, it's going to be coming down the street. And we didn't tell him what it was. And then you could hear this clip-clop, 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 clip. And Matt, Matt going, it's coming, it's coming. And that pulled up into mom and dad's drive, and, and the kids all got their coats on. And, and we said, this is, this is our gift to you. We love you and thank you for being with us and supporting us and helping us. And so they all got in the, the wagon and, you know, and they, we, they went up and down the street singing Christmas carols. People came out of their houses and started waving and singing and yelling, Merry Christmas! It was almost like you were waiting for Bing and Danny to show right up. I mean, it was, it was incredible. Why? Because giving is, is the action for appreciation. It's what we do. It's if we understand that God so loved the world that he gave. Do you, under, do you understand the depth of how much you're loved? And God isn't saying you have to be perfect. He loves you just how you are. You don't have to clean up to come to God. God's like, I'll take you with all the junk. Gratitude always brings action. And that action is giving. When we do that, that cycle of blessing just comes and comes and comes and just continues to go around, sowing and reaping. And the Bible says we get to control the harvest. It's our attitude. It's how we give and how we respond, what we do. We want God. Oh, God, we want you. But you know what? When, when it comes to giving people, oh, it's, well, it's not my money. It's God. So I, certainly we're going to give back to him. But past that. I'm going to appreciate those people that he put in my life. The goodness of God. We recognize how good God is. And we respond to that by giving of our time and our, our love and our finance. And then that cons- continues. Everybody turn and say, I have the right heart. 
See, God wants your heart. Just understand it's just, it's about, it's not about us, it's about him. The best life you're believing for is and will happen when you are in that sequence of understanding how grateful and thankful we are. You should be thankful. Things could be worse. So be thankful for what you have. But you know, the enemy gets you off course. There's trouble in paradise. He gets you to think about all the things that are bad, the scratch on the car or this or that, or he, you know, this guy didn't do this, she didn't do that, we blah, 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 and it goes on. And it gets our focus onto negative and negativity. And we don't give and we don't do what we're supposed to do when we remove ourselves from the safe zone. And guess where we go? The danger zone. You're like MC Hammer. Can't touch this. You go to the zone, you don't need that zone. I'm just keeping you awake. Come on, you can't. Wherever church you're going to do and have this kind of fun. So that's what I'm saying. Get out of the danger zone. Get to where God is saying, you know what, just, if you will just be happy for what you have. What did he do with the talents? He took the talent from the guy that was like, I'm going to bury this. And he gave it to the guy that took five and made ten. You know why? Because he didn't live in that danger zone of just, I got, but he lived in the zone that's safe. Anytime you're with God, it's safe. And God says, I want to develop you. I want you to invest in the kingdom. You do that. Blessings come your way. In America, we dream about anything that, you know, you can be anything you want. This is America. Be anything you want. If we're really honest, not true. What if Shaquille O'Neal wanted to be a horse jockey? Poor horse. That's not, that's not going to work. So there's a lot of things in life that, you know, you, we don't have all the same opportunities. Some people grew up with two parents. I had two great parents that loved each other. I'm not saying they never fought. I'm just saying I, I never was concerned about them and their love for each other. They, you know, they taught me. They trained me. They helped me. But maybe you didn't have that. So you didn't have the same opportunity or circumstance. You didn't have that. Let me just say this. I have a, I have a wife that, again, I, I, I adore, I love. This is what she told our children almost every day of their life when they were living at home. She would come and scratch their back, and she would say, Psalm 92, 12 through 15, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, their God will flourish in the courts of our God. They shall be fruit. Show fruit with strong ale, refreshing, flowing, show those uprights. Pretty close. I'm off a little bit, but it's pretty close. And then she would look at him and she said this. You're going to do great things for God. Don't miss it. She would tell them that every day. And when she couldn't be there, she'd be gone doing something at a woman's convention or something. I'd come in and, Daddy, will you scratch our back? And their eyes just shall flourish. You don't scratch the way Mommy does. I know. You see the investment. You might say, I didn't have anybody that did that. I had a dad that was abusive. I had a mom that was this. My dad went away, whatever. I'm just saying, I, I can't help that. But you can help where you are right now. No matter what has happened to you, no matter who bailed, no matter what happened, you can be who God wants you to be because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You can step into something that God has preordained for you. But you have to Accept and understand that he can make the bad things go away. 
He's there for you. But you got to be thankful. You got to be grateful. If you stand alone and you feel like you're Charlie Brown, why is everybody always picking on me? I'm going to eat some worms, fat worms, skinny worms. Stop it. You're not going to get any better by recognizing negative. So it was hard. I'm not, I'm not downplaying if it's, uh, so please, I'm not trying to say. But what I'm saying is, you, you are the catalyst that will start it going the other way. You and God. Remember, the cheese stands alone. If you have room for improvement, I know I do. Then let God do it. Well, I didn't, I didn't have the break that so-and-so had. My dad didn't do this, or my dad isn't this, or my mom didn't do this, or, you know, whatever. Okay. But that's not your story. What is your story? Let's make it good. Some people won't change without our help. Some people need to help themselves. I'm almost finished. Some people need to quit working the system. And just work. But this is what happens. When we give and are thankful, not just money-wise, but when we give of ourselves to people, we give them an opportunity that God has put us and said, I want you to do this or bless them or do whatever, for them to change their mindset. Do you know you could be something that would start hope in their life? Maybe this season... They'll see something they didn't see before. It has the potential to change somebody's life. There's a little girl who never got anything. She was orphaned and she was in a bounce from a foster home or whatever. And she was told, you're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything. You know, you're just a waste. Have you ever heard of uh, the Christmas box? I don't know what it's called, but say it again. Samaritan's Purse, but it's a Christmas something. It's a, a box. She got one of those. It's the only gift she'd ever gotten. And that box was full of little gifts. And it changed her life. She is now on staff at that, at that organization helping other people find hope. What's, what about you? Brett, you don't, you, you don't even know. I, I, maybe I don't. But I do know this. Nothing you're going through God can't deal with. I do know that God loves you more than anything you're going through. And I do know that he has plans, no matter what you're going through, to get you on the other side. You know, some of the poorest people I've ever met are probably some of the most generous. Some of the generous people I've ever met, or some of the richest people I've ever met, are the most poor in their giving and their mindset. I'm the last story and I'm done. Kim and I sat in a pizza place, and the waitress was very kind, and she was very nice, and my wife is just one of the most generous people I've ever met, and she gets it honest. She gets it from her mom and dad. I have been so blessed because of her mom and dad. She leans over the table at me, and she says, honey, we need to bless this girl. It was Christmas time. 
we had just got the money together. We, we were blessed to go out because we've been in ministry for 30 years. My first inclination was, girl, we, we just got, I mean, we, you know, <clears throat> and this is what I said. I said, I don't, you know, we don't have much. And this is what this woman of God told me. She leans over and she says, if we can't give when we don't have, we won't give when we do. And we gave that lady $50. And her tears just, you know what we did? We gave her hope. We gave her value. Gratitude. Thankfulness. And do you know that God turned around and blessed us over and over and over and over again. I challenge you this morning that this Thanksgiving to be thankful. Be grateful. No matter what you're going through, it's easy to be grateful when everything's good. But when you're going through hell, is he not bigger than hell? Last I checked, he went down and took the keys. So you be grateful. God, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And if you're going through hell this Thanksgiving and this Christmas, this will be the last one you go through like this. Because God's bringing you out. And you're going to see great things. He is not done with you. The promises are yes and amen. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?